So we'll very quickly go over something called Pan-Indian Astronomy. Now my intention is to show that there's no distinction between Northern Indian and Southern Indian. So if you look at uh, the astronomical model, we talked about this in the past, I won't talk in great detail about the Nakshatra Rashi model. What I wanted to show you was the names of the Nakshatras in Northern India and in Southern India. And what you find is that, for example, Ashwini in uh, Hindi is the same as Ashwini in Tamil. Wherever I got this, it is different. Ardra in uh, Hindi is Thiruvadurai in Tamil. And if you go to uh, Ashlesha, it is Ailiam I- 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 over here. And Pura, Pura Falguni becomes uh, Puram over here, Uttaradam over here, Anusham and Ketai and so on. So you find a few differences in the nakshatras, but you find more similarities in the astronomical model. That is the bottom line, right? So the regional variations, but the bottom line is there is utter similarity between the models over here. How old are the nakshatras? As old at least as the Atharva Veda. Atharva Veda in 1907, it shows in Griffith's translation, there's a whole list of nakshatra names over here. And they seem to be the, uh, the Sanskrit names over here, not the Tamil variants. It's also there in Taitriya Samhita, in this particular verse, you find a lot of the nakshatra names. Again, the names appear to be the Sanskrit names and not the Tamil names over here. Looking at antiquity of Vedanga Jyotisha, uh, uh, Vedanga Jyotisha, we look to see this 1440 BCE because of the presence of winter solstice in Dhanishta nakshatra. Vedanga Jyotisha talks about the winter solstice in Dhanishta nakshatra, which in today's planetarium software you can simulate and you can show that when the sun is in this uh, winter solstice position, that date is 4400 BCE. If you look at Chatapatha Brahmana, there's a statement that Kritika never swerves from the east, and we can look at that heliacal rising of Kritika over here, and that date is 2982 BCE. The reason why I'm showing you all this now is to show the antiquity of the Indian civilization in the pan-Indian model. This is not a North Indian model and a South Indian model. I'm trying to show a pan-Indian model over here. There's an ancient epoch recorded in our tables, whether you go to uh, northern India, southern India, for example, Chalukya dynasty in Karnataka, Aiholi temple epigraphy, it talks about a particular uh, thing. Uh, Lee Gentle got some tables from southern India, from Thiruvallur, Thiruvallur, he called it. He got astronomical tables from the pundits over there. And uh, Cassini studied these things and said it refers to 3102 BCE, Playfair, Bentley and others refer to Surya Siddhanta, refer to the same thing. And all of these things is what we think is referring to Kali Yuga, which started in February 183102, the rendezvous at uh, 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 Revati Nakshatra, where all these planets are clustered over here. So here is an example of a pan-Indian idea encoded in southern India, encoded in northern India, and it refers to the same phenomenon over here. All over India, we talk about Aditi, mother of the gods. So Aditi and Kashyapa gave rise to the 12 Adityas, 11 Rudras, 8 Vasus. And we also know from Bhagavad Gita that the Devas are the part of Uttrayana and the Daityas are the part of Dakshinayana. And Nakshatra Punarvashus derived uh, whose deity is Aditi. So basically, we know that if a mother is the mother of Devas and Daityas, she's equidistant from both of them. A mother is not partial to some sons and not partial to somebody else, equidistant. So we already get the notion that there is something to do with equinox, referring to Aditi and the Punarvashi Nakshatra. And Lokamanya Tilak and Balagangadhar, uh, sorry, um, uh, Abhayankar, they said it refers to vernal equinox at Punarvashi Nakshatra from the Rig Veda. And they said that that era is 6000 BCE. 
One more about Ashwinis. So the Ashwinis are mentioned 376 times in the Rig Veda. Whole lot of verses referring to them and Rig Veda, Markandeya, all these Puranas refer to this. And we know from the uh, Puranic story that um, as soon as she gave birth to the Ashwinis, Sanjana, who is the wife of Surya, couldn't take the heat. Surya was too hot. So she left him, left uh, her shadow Chaya in place, said you take care of the Ashwinis and she went off to southern regions, wherever it was coolest. So sun is in the northern hemisphere, she is the southern hemisphere. Sun is in the southern hemisphere, she is in the northern hemisphere. You know, as far away as she can get from him. <laughs> so what is that? What does all this mean? So basically it means that when winter solstice happened at Ashwini Nakshatra, so this is again referred to by Balakangadhar Tilak and Abhayankar because Rigveda says Ashwinis appear at dawn for their share of sacrifice. Ashwinis appear at dawn for their share of sacrifice. So that means it is a, a winter solstice. That is when Ashwinis over here, they appear at dawn. The sunlight is over here, they appear at dawn. That refers to an era at 7200 BCE. Then if you read this book on history of astronomy by Anil Narayan, he's referring to a strange phenomenon in Surya Siddhanta. Surya Siddhanta has got a measurement of the star called Swati. Swati is a nakshatra. Here is a photo that I took. Uh, I am an astrophotographer, so I take pictures of uh, planets and things. This is Swati nakshatra over here is a red giant. It might go supernova soon. So this Swati is Arcturus. It appears in the Boots constellation. If you look at the Saptarishi, the tail of the Saptarishi points to Arcturus. That is where this one is. So when we look at the stars, we assume the stars are not moving. They appear the same place. Every year you come, we again see the same stars in the sky at a certain time. But the stars are also going through something called proper motion. Even the stars are flying away from each other or towards each other. And that's called proper motion. So when a star goes in proper motion compared to the sun, it has got a radial velocity, a space velocity, a transverse velocity. But when we see it from the sun, we see only the angle change. So for us, the notion of velocity is only the angle. How fast is the angle changing? So it turns out that Swati is one of the fastest stars that can be seen from the earth in proper motion. It has two arc seconds a year. Every year it moves by two arc seconds. So the Greek records show that the Swati position is one degree off. So when the Greeks said here where Swati is, there is just one degree off from our present day measurement. And we can work backwards and say the Greeks measured that in 1800 BC, sorry, years ago, because of the rate at which we know Swati is moving. However, Surya Siddhanta's measurement of Swati is six degrees off compared to present day measurement. That means it is six, uh, 60 times 60 times 6 divided by 2 arc seconds, that is 10,800 years old, almost 8,000 BC. That is the age of uh, uh, Swati over here. One more phenomenon called Rohini Shakatabeda, 9000 BC. I talked about this in the past, so I won't uh, uh, talk much about this. We already talked about Agastya and the Deep South. Uh, then there's one more ancient observation. Abhijit was a pole star. I've talked about this also in the past, where it refers to Abhijit in the pole star location around 14,000 years ago. So the Pan-India Astronomy Roundup says that the astronomical model is common to India. Whether you go to North India, South India, East, West, everybody uses an Akshatra Rashi model. Everybody had the same. There were regional differences in some of the names of the nakshatras and rashis. But that's about it. Many uh, instances of interest can be dated with uh, observations over here. We talked about uh, uh, Agastya observation in the south. We talked about Abhijit. We said that stories encoded ideas, morals and wisdoms. So having talked about the astronomy model, 
I'd like to use that to kill the Aryan invasion theory model. There's a rebuttal that we can do. Max Muller said that we can think of four periods in the Indian tradition, the Chandas period, the Mantra period, Brahmana period, the Sutra period. And these are the dates that he ascribed to these things. So he said earliest books of Rig Veda was in the Chandas period in 1200 BCE. Remaining books of Veda, of Rig Veda in the Mantra period, 1800 BC, Brahmana, that's when Samaveda, Yajurveda, Aranyakas, Upanishads were composed. Vedangas and the Chandas meet all these things were the Sutra period over here. However, in this very quick astronomical model, I've shown to you that Vedanga Jyotisha, which is one of the Vedangas, is dated to 1400 BCE. So where is 1400 BCE and where is 600 to 200 BCE? Then he talks about Brahmana period in this time frame, but we saw Kritika and Chatapatha Brahmana 2982 BCE by making use of the measurement and where our modern understanding is. Where is that and where is uh, 800 BC? We talked about Rig Veda. From Rig Veda, we talked about Aditi, we talked about Ashwini. Two of the instances mentioned in Rig Veda, we took them, we decoded uh, Lokmanya Tilak's understanding of that and we said these dates correspond to 7200 BCE, 6000 BCE. Where is that and where is Chandas period? So using the astronomical model, you can demolish whatever Max Miller has proposed for the Vedic periods. But unfortunately, these are continued in our textbooks. Even today, at the college level, university level and so on, this is what is studied. And they completely neglect the astronomical model. And it's not surprising because the whole of Western academia has worked to discredit Indian astronomy. So when somebody came to Max Miller and said, Mr. Max Muller, is all of Indian uh, uh, um, uh, timeline held hostage to the biblical chronology. He got so upset that he wrote this uh, in this particular book. He wrote in 40 pages or so, he addressed that uh, criticism. Bottom line is, he said that he's going to reject all of the Indic chronology and only accept Colebrook's date for Vedanga Jyotisha at 1400 BCE because that is after the Aryan invasion theory of 1500 BC, then 1400 BC. So he said that is okay, but everything else he rejected. So here is one more book that uh, alleged all of uh, Hindu chronology was fabricated and very, very outrageous uh, kind of thinking. But we honored him with a stamp and we still honor. I remember talking to a professor from the Indian context. He's still a professor, I won't tell his name. A very famous man, <laughs> you'd have heard him. So he also said the same thing to me. I don't believe in the astronomy model. But a deeper probing told me that his knowledge of Indian astronomy is close to zero. He has absolutely no understanding. He's merely echoing a view that was fashionable, made fashionable by Max Muller and the uh, left liberal kind of uh, thinking. 